This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a baby boy and a daughter who's a full-blown kid. And I'm Teresa, a part-time working mom with two little boys. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, we are surprised to find out our kids are different from us and each other. Plus, Biz is forced to find her fight song. Teresa gets as serious as she can with a four-year-old. And we talk to NPR's Weekend Edition book editor and pop culture happy hour regular, Barry Hardiman. Woo! Uh, I'm just going to contain myself from bursting into song and ask you how you're doing today. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't ever want to ask you to contain yourself from bursting into song. I feel like that is like... almost impossible. Yeah. So how are you? Okay. Um... (laughs) So I'm I'm fine. Uh, over the weekend, Simon doesn't normally nap on the weekends. My four year old does not normally nap on the weekends. But um, he had woken up so crazy early, and I had too that I was like, we're gonna try today yeah. to like nap while Oscar's napping. And so Oscar was asleep in the boys' room, and I had Simon with me like in my bed, and we're I was like, we're gonna have quiet time at least, you know, yeah. maybe take a nap. And so of course that's his moment to like bring up all. Any weird question, like everything that he can think of, (laughs) and um, he actually started saying, "Like, mommy, I'm really scared that, like, what if I find a gun and I just pick it up and shoot it?" Okay, and like start, and he was like, "That's a fair question." He seemed like really freaked out, and so I was like, "Well, I'm not going to just say like we'll talk about that later because you need to take a nap. We'll actually talk about this right now." And so, you know, we talked about what he would do if he did see a gun somewhere. We talked about how really unlikely it is that that's going to happen. Um, And because he definitely seemed worried about it. And so we talked about it being very unlikely. But if it did, you know, what he would do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he was very concerned. What if what if mom and dad aren't around and who does he tell? And so we talked about like who the safe adults are in his life and how Mm -hmm. like he's at an age where there's always a safe adult around. He should always be with a safe adult, at least within like sight and hearing distance. Right. You know, we talked about all these things and, um, and then he starts and I'm thinking to myself, like, where where did this come from? Why is he thinking about this? And I, I, nothing had happened recently that I had been aware of that would have sparked this conversation. Um, it was a good conversation, but then it leads to him saying um, the name of this little boy at school, and he mm. says he he knows a two-year-old who... A two-year-old uh, boy who... And I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God. Oh, my God. What the fuck is this about to be? Is this about yeah. to be, like, Somebody's one dead. of these, yeah, like, toddler yeah, shooting, shooting things? And he goes, the two-year-old jumped over a bench. <laughs> and that was the end of the story. <laughs> Night-night, Simon. <laughs> At which point I knew he was yeah, done talking done. about yeah. guns. And he was just telling me something. He was just repeating something Something he heard at school. It's totally fucking related. Thank God. Thank God God for those fucking benches. (laughs) 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 You know what? Here's the thing. Good job, by the way, with that whole thing. Oh, thanks. But there is this thing. One of the things, again, we're going to talk about a lot of surprising things today, things that surprise biz all the time. Okay. And one of them is that, like, when my child brings up some serious yeah. conversation or question and I'm talking about it, 
that she's got the capacity to talk about it for more than like a minute. Uh-huh. I mean, like I can't yeah. tell you the number of times yeah. I'm like deep into something oh, with her, yeah. and she's like, "Can you put my hair in a ponytail?" Yeah, and I'm just like, it's just done, and, yeah. and I'm furious. Yeah, like, every time I'm just like, yeah. "Oh, I just feel like she's pulling the football away from me right. like, every time." <laughs> right. Wow. Wow, that is that is restful. It was. It that, really good was. Job, though. Do you think we took a nap? Uh, no. no uh, nobody took a nap nope. that day, guys. We took out our Buzz Lightyear space guns. Yeah. <laughs> right. And ran around with Oh, you had to bring that up. <laughs> All Forever. right. How are you? It's the new coffee. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, I'm okay. So Katie Bell, I don't so we we she's in first grade. So the outer influences are coming in. You know, we don't listen to a lot of new music in our house. Like, really, a lot of records and a lot of, like, let's listen to Jackson Brown, Katie Bell, and get fucking old and mellow. Yeah. <laughs> we, like, listen to NPR for in the car, like, whatever. Uh, so she's getting, like, new songs that I have no idea what they are uh, from. Yeah. Like, we went to this, like, school dance thing or at the uh-huh. carnival where there's a DJ. Anyway, so she's really into this song called The Fight Song, which mm-hmm. I had never heard of uh, because, <laughs> because I'm like 42 and I live yeah. under a rock and I listen to NPR or like Jackson Brown. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? I don't think I've updated my iPod. <laughs> and if I have updated it, I literally, the most recent two songs I bought were Lawyers in Love by Jackson Brown from the 80s, which is delightful. And the fight song for my daughter. Because uh-huh. I'm all about, like, if you like yeah, something, yeah. let's sure. do it. You yeah. know, you're a member of this family. Yeah. Whether I fucking want to listen to it, it doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. Let's, you know. Totally. We don't have, yeah. Anyway. So uh, she has listened to it nonstop. I put it on, uh, she has, like, a little iPod that she, mm-hmm. you know, one of my old iPods, the uh, mini. The and, nano. The, like, the or, mini yeah. or whatever. Oh, mini, yeah, yeah, she's still, yeah. And so uh, we've loaded it with stuff for her. Uh-huh. And uh, so we put it on there. She is like, she. I don't know, it brings me great joy. One, uh, because she's doing that thing that I remember very clearly I did as a kid and still possibly do, which is to close my door, blare my music, and run around singing at the top of my lungs oh, in front yeah. of a mirror and just oh, being a best. fucking rock star. Oh, it's the, the best. best. And that's like all she's doing. Oh, that's and so cute. It's the best. Oh, it is the it. best. And uh, and also, all every day, at the beginning of every day and at the end of the of every day, I'm getting super pumped yeah. with my fight song. Oh, man. Take back my life song, right? That's awesome. Show I'm all right song. Yeah. And then of course I've turned it into really embarrassing parodies for Ellis. Yeah. That I was singing to you earlier. Yeah. Please about it. please and- share. This is my night song, my brush my teeth song, my go to sleep song. Yeah, it's great. Uh, I wish they had written it in the key that I could sing. Uh, but it's, anyway, so the house is full of the rallying cries of fight songs, uh-huh. uh, which is very uh, energizing. Good. Yeah. I've talked to me in like a week when I'm like, I I'm going to fucking rip that thing it's out of the wall. It's going to start to change. <laughs> the effect that it's having on Let your brain go. is going to start to change. Well, I was yeah. telling you that like I worked at Johnny Rockets for a really long time. And if people aren't familiar with Johnny Rockets, it is a old timey style chain uh, burger joint. Yep. And they play music from the 40s, 50s, and 60s. And you have to sing and dance to it when certain songs come on. It's really humiliating. It's great. Uh, and <laughs> I worked there so long that I can literally, people would be like, what, what was the song that just played? And I, yeah. I didn't even hear music. No idea. I yeah. didn't even hear music. Right. So I could, I got, I got skills for this. Okay, good. Was like the skills. Good. Anyway, 
One of the things that was interesting, though, about listening to her go through this that I think ties into our topic nicely is I remember myself doing what, and I'm like, she's just like me. She's just like me. And one of the questions I turned to Stefan and asked was, what's Ellis going to do mm-hmm. at this age? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that ties nicely into our topic of today of uh, being surprised that our children may or may not be like us or each other. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa. Yes. You have two children. Yes. I think we should say, I have two children. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, just for, if it's your first day yeah. <laughs> listening to One Bad Mother. Welcome. We have kids. Yep. We're moms. Uh, I have a six-year-old first grader, way into the fight song. And mm-hmm. I have a two-year-old little boy named Ellis, who is equally into the fight song right now. Mm-hmm. And you? I have a four-and-a-half-year-old boy and a two-year-old boy. Nice. So I guess my first question to us is... Before you had these two children, mm-hmm. even one child, before you had one child, did you have like any, give any thought to like what your expectations of what your kids would be like or what the experience would be like? I don't mean the like, this is what motherhood would be like, but mm-hmm. I'm like, eh, you know, I had an s- assumption of what the kids might look like. Really? An assumption. Did you? A that's, little. See, I feel like that's, that's <clears throat> amazing to me. Cause like I think back to, before my kids were born, each of them, yeah. it was impossible right. for me to imagine what they would look like. Like, Jesse and I would joke about, like, <laughs> we would be fine with either of them looking like either of us, but we didn't like the idea of them looking like a combination of our faces <laughs> because it just seemed too weird. Right. And, of course, they do kind of both look like both of yeah. us in different ways. Of course they do because they're our they're your children. biological children. Right. Um, but, yeah, I I could not picture what my kids would look like and that was impossible to me and like I'm also kind of reliving that feeling right now because my sister's about to have her first baby and she's gonna have a girl and that doesn't make a difference because I still can't for the life of me picture what her baby is going to look like I have no idea not only what her baby's not gonna look like but what this child will be like nobody knows like it is impossible to like envision this human before they exist. True. Like, it just is so... You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I know. that, is, And that is reality. My head... Yeah. ...didn't work like that. Yeah, we how actually, did it work for we you? We were actually I'm talking so about this earlier yeah. that that my memory of yeah. what I was thinking is not actually apparently what I said. Yeah, accurate. So yeah. happy we yeah. record this show every week, guys. Um, <laughs> I... Today, I'm like, oh, I knew 100% what my kids were going to look like, and I knew they were yeah. going to look just alike. Yeah. And you're like, that's not actually yeah. true, Elizabeth. You yeah. said... Listeners can back me yeah, up on this. Yeah. I, I remember, you guys, Biz saying, after Ellis was born, or like when Ellis was like a newish baby, yeah. like how surprised... Actually, you may not have said it on the air. You said it... You definitely said it to me no, that I'm you were sure surprised, surprised that Ellis looks so much like Katie Bell, because you assumed that since Katie Bell looked so much like you, Ellis would look totally different and would look 
look just like Stefan. Well, when I look at my friend's babies, yeah. like we've got a, a friend. I mean, her kids look like rose red and snow white. I right. mean, they could not. I mean, one child yeah. has jet black hair, right. dark eyes, olive skin, the whole nine yeah. yards. And the other one is like blonde, yeah. California, Australia, yeah. you know, girl. Right. Yeah. And but. But they or all the parts yeah. came from the same people, yeah. right? So I just assumed that's yeah. what it would be like. And then, but you're right, my kids look identical. Yeah. And as a result, I assume they're going to act identical. Yeah, that's true. Which just sets me up for the surprise. Like I, I, I think just to jump on into it. Yeah, yeah. The first thing I think we want to talk about is just like the surprise that our kid. If you have more than one kid, uh, the surprise that they aren't anything alike and like and it really surprises me every time for example let me give everybody an example Katie Bell never drew she never picked up crayons she never did any of that until she was like four uh-huh. and even then it was like eh. and I was like I, mean, I remember how crushing it was to Stefan yeah we don't have an artist I just you know because he's like a super <laughs> artist yeah and I was like ah. Eh. Kids just don't like to draw. It's just some weird myth that everybody you know, has been putting out there. Yeah. And uh, and then we have Ellis, and like as soon as he could grasp something, he was drawing. Mean, remember, yeah. I have like thirty notebooks with oh, fans, yeah. the fans, the fans, the fa- circles, and the fans, and the flat. I mean, like they're just like yeah. serial killer filled with drawings. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, huh, look at that. They're totally different. Yeah. I, and it's surprising. Surprises me, mm-hmm. like their play. I mean, like, I guess the first area is just play. Do you do you get surprised by that when you see your kids playing different or how they approach? Things I like definitely, that? yeah. I def- my kids do have different approaches to play, and I'm always like delighted when I notice. <laughs> um, I'm always like, this is so interesting. But I will say, I did expect my kids to be different okay. from each other. I just didn't. I didn't have a. Like, I, my handle on how they would be different was not correct. Like, right. I, my sister and I were very different. And so yeah. I was coming from this place of, like, yeah, um, our looks were very, like, we're starting to look more alike now. Yeah, maybe as a little we get bit, older, but, we all yeah, meld we all, together, exactly, don't we? yeah. <laughs> but, like, as a kid, I was kind of like um, those friends kids you were just mentioning mm-hmm. where, like, I was really fair, blonde hair, blue eyes. Yep. And I was, like, kind of, like, chill. Yeah. And my sister was born with, like, much more, like, olive skin, dark brown eyes, tons of dark hair. Yeah. And she was a really intense personality. And, yeah. like, we were, we just were always really different. And so when I had Simon and yeah. I knew I was expecting Oscar, I expected that since Simon was kind of, like, chill and mellow, that, that Oscar was going to be oh, crazy. Oh, yeah. I just yeah, assumed okay, right. that that was how it would be. Right. And what's interesting is, like, there are a, some ways in which that could be true. Like, Simon was always kind of a good sleeper. Oscar has, like, more sleep issues yeah. and uh, a little more intense emotional neediness a little bit <laughs> right. than, than Simon ever had. But, like, personalities like throughout the day and their approaches to like people and activities and stuff. Yeah. Simon is way the more intense one and Oscar is a little bit more uh, laid back and like uh, yeah. happy and mellow. So it's like, but it, but even all of that is generalizations. Like the ways that they're mm. different are so many to me. Like right. there's so many and they're so much more complicated than I like, expected <laughs> them to be. Like they're, it's right. not just like yeah. one kid's like this and the other kid's like that. This it's one like, likes bananas. Yeah. This one doesn't. No, it's like there's so <laughs> many. And what I also think is interesting is like it's there's 
you know, we we touched on this a little bit last week right. with our like, are our kids a reflection of us talk? But right. like, um, you know, the way our kids are different, like sometimes it my desire to like attribute it to birth order mm. is like is right. really there because I've noticed like especially talking with you as the there's younger a, yeah. there's a lot no but no talking with you about your kids too mm-hmm. like there's a lot of things that you say about Katie Bell that remind me of Simon and mm. things you say about Ellis that remind me of Oscar and that and I've, yeah. I've had that happen with other friends too where I'm like okay there is something to this like birth order thing like the second kid yeah. does seem to be playing more independently and like more interested in like certain things where they can like kind of go off on their own like there's just certain right. things like that that seem like birth order I have no fucking clue if that's what it is but well, like but, but here I, I, I want to touch on something you were saying that okay, I think yeah. is really excellent oh. and once again it's going to take our show in a totally different direction <laughs> than I was thinking about okay. but like I'm like ha ha my kids are different yeah ha ha our expectations are totally fucked up they totally are and yeah. like it, and like and I think for me Listening to you, I realize that that's my larger struggle. I say I am surprised by their differences. Like, uh-huh. I can quickly go to milestones, right? Like, uh-huh. you know, how Katie Bell, getting Katie Bell to learn how to sleep is very different than Ellis. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I had to do things with Ellis that I, I never had to do with Katie Bell or or eating. But Katie Bell got off the bottom, I mean, got yeah. off the boob at six months. Yeah. Gonna totally do that with Ellis one year later. What the fuck? I had to, like, literally leave the city mm-hmm. for like days I mean it was totally different and I realized for me that like not only when that would happen was I surprised mm-hmm. and I was dealing with just the regular stress of trying to get past these you know we say milestones they sound so nice don't they when you say milestones mm-hmm. <laughs> totally the most unpleasant things half the time mm-hmm. not only am I dealing with those stress I'm dealing with like this frustration and disappointment mm-hmm. that my kid is not doing what I'm expecting them to yeah. do yeah. and they're so young I, why would I have expectations no yeah. when they yeah. are in fact I, I think that's just it is that we go into this with this idea that they aren't people a little bit like there are mm. babies yeah there are babies uh-huh. and before you have kids that's all you see on TV are babies you don't ever deal with like you know I was re-watching Family Ties and like this is a great scene where the dad's telling Michael J. Fox's character you know you're nothing what we expected mm-hmm. I expect you to be just like me yeah and you, you're not. And, yeah. you know, Michael J. Fox is like, well, I'm sorry. And he's like, no, it's great. It was me who had to adjust yeah. and discover how much I love who you are. And But you never see that happening with babies. And that's right. like when that shit first comes out where you're yeah. like, why? I love puzzles. Why don't you like puzzles? Yeah. Or like, I'm really good at, you know, problem solving. And like, Katie Bell will just walk away from shit right. the, at the first sign of not wanting to do right. it. And I'm like... But then, like, so much of these things are developmental, right, right. too. Like, it's yes. impossible to oh, parse absolutely. that stuff out. Like, there's things... Well, and that's... I think we I think we get confused about that stuff with the first one way more. Oh, because yeah. Because all of a sudden, they're three, and we're like, well, this is how he is. Right. This is exactly how he is. And, <laughs> and he'll like, be forever. No, he's, he's three. <laughs> he's doing things that a three-year-old does. Three-year-olds across the board are right. doing this shit, like, right. generally speaking. Yes. You know? Like, and then you start to figure that out as they get older. Heaven forbid they don't have 42 years of life experience to shape how they deal with right. problems. Exactly. And like brain <laughs> growth. But right. um, one thing I just want to share that um, somebody said to me that 
I found so, like, duh, but also (laughs) mind-blowing, which was, okay, so they said to me, when you, okay, everybody talks about how their two kids, so say you're talking about a family with two kids, right? right? Obviously, not everybody has two kids, but we're talking about families with two kids here. So say you have a family with two kids. These parents are always talking about how different their two kids are, okay? And this person said to me, okay. If you have two people, two people are not going to be exactly alike. Right. So even if one is only slightly a more adventurous eater, mm-hmm. it's going to seem as though your kids are opposites. Because one kid <laughs> right. is an adventurous eater and the other one isn't. That's right. If you were to compare your two kids to some kid in someone else's family... Your kids might look like they are the least adventurous eaters together right. of all. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, if we, you're only looking at a sample of oh. two, well, see, that's everything is going to seem so much more different, like more polar opposite yes. than it actually is. It's like, not even just the two. It's the one. It's the whatever. You live in this tiny house. Yes. And, like, that's why we all get crazy about anything. Yeah. Because you forget that you're living in the most isolating place ever. No matter if you work outside of the home, you work in the home, like, no matter how much exposure you get going to your Ralphs or your Kroger's right. or whatever, right. not actually going out in the world, guys. Yeah. You're like stuck in this small place. Yeah. So yeah. So With the tantrum feels the worst. Yeah. The the differences yeah. feel huge. Yeah. Now, oh, oh but I'm, do you know what I'm I mean? about to derail us by saying how much that like super unhealthy to constantly because my mother used to yeah, do this it's stuff. It's totally unhealthy. Yeah, yeah, especially not only for us. Yeah, because you'll them. start yeah. to like assume that like my yeah. kid's really bad at maps. Yeah, and this one's really. Or good. this is the smart one. This is the, the creative dumb. one. Like, <laughs> I was do you gonna know, say the dumb one? No, no, but like, <laughs> but even when okay, that would be obviously negative. Right. Yes, but, but even you're right. like he's the smart one. He's the creative one. That's damaging. It, it is. is damaging. It is. My mother used to always do this thing. I have no idea if I ever showed a real propensity for maps. I know. I've shared this before, but like on every car trip, I'm pretty sure this was her way of getting me to shut up uh-huh. in the car. Pass the map to Elizabeth. She's really good at maps. Hilarious. There is no reason yeah. that I was really good at maps. Well, but as a result, I'm know. really good at maps, guys. <laughs> um, but like, but you're right. I, and I'm like, but not that we can't single our kids out for doing a good job right. with something or being pati- like having an aptitude for something. But when you when you're looking at when you're like separating your kids out by like you're like this, <laughs> you're like this, and you're like this. Like even the way I talked about my sister yeah. and I growing up, I was the mellow one. Right. She was the intense one. That is still very limiting. Yeah, you know. I agree. But now I want to jump over to yes. Yeah. So if you've got just the one kid. Uh-huh. How this is applicable. Yeah. Because uh, you can go, guess what? Only having one kid still gives you the chance to compare your yeah. child to somebody. Yeah. How about you? Yeah. Because I feel we almost got into this a little bit last week. This mm-hmm. definitely in our, our kids a reflection of us. Mm-hmm. We could have gone in this direction. But how often are you surprised when your kids aren't acting in a way that you assume they would because they're not like you. And you brought up this interesting thing. I got a boy. I, Elizabeth mm-hmm. Biz, have a boy and a girl. Mm-hmm. So I get, as they always say, one of each. Right. I get. <laughs> so you said to me, do you have an assumption that Ellis is more like Stefan? Because like, he's. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. He, or, yeah. I said, like, is he, do you guys consciously or subconsciously 
just assume Ellis is more of a reflection of Stefan or he's going to be more like him or he right. is more like him. And Katie Bell, however she is, is more a reflection of you or more. Yeah, it's you know. weird. I can definitely rel- There are things that I watch Katie Bell go through uh-huh. that in my own head or to Stefan, I will say, I totally get this. Yeah. Like I understand because it is what I was going through. Mm-hmm. And then I do a lot of displacing where I'm like, I hope she doesn't go through, oh, God, yeah. this is going to be horrible when this next thing happens because I remember what that was like. I don't know what my, I have zero expectations of Ellis. That's interesting. Because yeah, I like, have I no w- brother. Well, he's younger also. And like, but I, I'm curious to see as he gets older, if you will naturally go through that same thought process of, oh, I know what he's going through right now because I went through something similar. Or if, like, our brains do a weird thing, which is like, well, Stefan, did you go through that? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, and I actually asked that. I said when when Katie Bell was this weekend running around listening to that music, I, in fact, did ask Stefan, I know to expect that from a six seven-year-old girl Uh and I know to expect it until she dies Uh (laughs) I know that that is a thing she's gonna do do boys blare music really loud and run around and put on dance shows in their room he's like yeah I did yeah. And then I heard, like, from another mom, she was like, oh, you know, that's what my son's doing right now, who's the same yeah. age as Katie Bell, yeah. to a horrible Teenage yeah. Mutant Ninja Turtles song. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm like, like, for me, it's constantly a learning thing mm-hmm. of, you know, everybody knows. The gender knows. doesn't matter. Yeah, well, but everybody knows. I was Everybody who's listened to the show yeah. knows I was terrified of having a boy. I didn't know what to oh, do. yeah, I forgot about I that. I really was totally like, I'm that. scared I'm not going to like him as much as I like uh, Katie Bell. I mean, uh, I just flat out, I yeah. love girls. I love Girls, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> uh, and I know what to expect. And uh, I really appreciate all the things I went through in my life as a girl and as a woman. And I just was like, boys, penises. I got nothing. I got nothing. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with any of you. Like, I, I, I I'm so scared of it. And what I've discovered is, relax. It's yeah. totally fine. Yeah. <laughs> He's great. I love him. Yeah. We're having a good time. Yeah. Finally, I have somebody who wants to play trucks with me all day. Uh, while Katie Bell never wanted to play that. But I mean, like, that's the other thing is that's I had an assumption that Katie Bell would want to play tomboyish things with me because that's who I was as a kid. And she doesn't. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But like, I, I remember, I think that was part of my struggle of playing with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ellis is totally into a style of play that uh, I always wanted Mm -hmm. or I assumed would be my playing. So it's very weird, and I have to be really careful to, like, make sure I spend time with both in terms of playing. Yeah. uh, And not let my assumption of what I want them to be like. Yeah. You're like, yeah, it's just like we said, forcing them to be people they aren't. Right. I don't know. You've got two boys. So that same with given that logic of... uh, do you think Ellis is going to be more like yeah. Stefan? Right. Do you get to be like anybody? Does anybody right. get to get to be like you in your house? Well, it's interesting because, um, yeah, like I think Simon has um, a number of traits that are very similar to Jesse that we've that we've like already noticed, and yeah. also looks a lot like Jesse. Mm-hmm. And I think that has made me at least kind of fall into this weird trap of just being like he's like Jesse Jesse. he's like Jesse and then like sometimes I don't even like think of the possibility that like Oscar could be just like Jesse like I forget (laughs) and I just looks more like you so he's gonna be more like you well and Oscar and not even that but just Oscar's different from Simon so therefore like Oscar's gonna be more like me and Simon's gonna be more like Jesse which is so not accurate and also 
potentially damaging just mm-hmm. because it's limiting. It's like very limiting. And right. and the other and it's and it's not just limiting for Oscar, it's also limiting for Simon. Like, you know, there's lots of things about Simon that could come from me. They're coming from us and they're coming from there's so many things that influence the people that they are and just being themselves, right. their, their own selves. But yeah, it's kind of... Um, That's so interesting, that whole like, well, you look like him, so, and you have some yeah. qualities. And, well, and it's also, he's first. And like, he's it's first. really like... And I'm the second child, so I feel like times I... Yeah. Ellis probably relates more to me, and it's well, going to be more there like you me because he's a There's, second. Yeah, and I, yeah, yeah I think it's, up. it doesn't make... It, no. Why? It, why are our brains doing that math? Right, right. Like, yeah. why? What's the point of that? Because what is I, that good I, for? It it's does like, make sense. I mean, it, I'm not saying... I can explain it. Mm-hmm. I just under I am empathetic mm-hmm. to our brains doing it. Yeah. But you're right. I don't understand. Like, so yeah. I, I want to forgive ourselves yeah. for doing this. I do, yeah. But you're yeah. right. It is something that you're not thinking of all the time. And it's so easy to fall into those habits. Well, especially with the older and yeah. younger, I think. Because, like, I'll do this weird thing where I'll go, like, oh, Simon, like, maybe you would love to go with daddy and like do this thing. And like, I assume like, Oh, this will be so good for like father and son to like do this thing together. And I'm just assuming Oscar's with me. And I realized, wait a minute. By by the time Simon was Oscar's age, he was doing stuff solo with daddy and like getting to have that like special Um, time with him. And like, why do I just assume that Oscar's not interested? Like, why do I just assume like, well, if, if, if one kid's going. going with who, like, and it's, it is like an older and younger thing. Cause like, I think, you know, young, younger child sometimes like want, needs, needs mom more. more or something, or you, we assume that, but right. it's like, I'm, I'm at the point now where I'm like, okay, actually Oscar is two years and three months, which, which is the age that Simon was when yeah. Oscar was born. Exactly. And, um, you know, he did get to benefit from, I was busy with the younger sibling. And so he got to have like a lot more, like, we were more motivated yeah. to have Jesse kind of take over with Simon and right. do some stuff. And that was so good, I think. Yeah. And like so now I'm thinking, I don't know why I'm in this like weird habit of it being this way. You know, we need yeah. to like mix things up now a little bit. Yeah, it's no, I think that's interesting because again, I wonder how much of our assumptions of whose kid is supposed to be like who yeah. or you know, it's almost that just like being surprised when they're not like me yeah. or when they aren't like each other. Yeah. There are other aspects of this conversation where the surprise is all gone. There are horrible, horrible, <laughs> deeply rooted assumptions <laughs> that are completely ridiculous. It, this is actually what I've been very interesting because I came in with like one idea of where I thought this was going. And what it's wound up doing is making me be like, Oh, good. Another thing I need to like really pay attention to, and I don't yeah. mean that in a bad way. Yeah, I yeah. mean, oh, good. Yeah. Oh, okay. I everybody. What? What do we all know? Yeah. This is very hard. A lot of it's about repetition <laughs> and having to be on our fucking toes all the time, which is why it's infuriating. <laughs> but there is like, uh, you know, we have so many issues in terms of pay and time and yeah. family and all that stuff because it's so much work. Yeah. Uh, but that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. It's okay. It is okay. It's okay. We're okay. We're okay, guys. <laughs> and we turned out all right. Yes. And I know that there are millions of examples where it was pretty extreme probably in people's homes of how you differed from your sibling or from your parents. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe they didn't work out so well. 
Totally. That's so true. Right? So we all just have to be mindful, even in my own situation where I think it was all pretty great. Uh I have to be mindful that that my brain and memory might not agree on that Mm -hmm. and make sure that I... I, I'm a little more careful with the kids, but I wonder if I have it easier because I have a boy and a girl and they will automatically associate yeah. themselves differently. I don't have two kids of the same gender who are vying for the same things all the time. But that's, that's, that's bullshit. also bullshit. That's, that's also bullshit. That's right. Not, that's right? not real. Yeah. And I think so this makes me think of something funny that I wanted to make sure to say, which was that um, <laughs> at some point when Oscar God, was so going through bullshit. like his pre-surgery right. stuff, we were getting some ultrasound and the ultrasound technician was chatting with me saying lots of things that <laughs> you just just the things that Th- there's no reason to say these things to somebody. <laughs> but she was very nice. But right. she said something like, oh, you have two boys. So oh. she said, and I said, yeah. And she said, oh, you know, just a little bit like, you know. And I was Maybe like, you can have a girl next. Right. It was one of those kind of things. I don't know if she said that or just implied it. But right. then I said like, oh, it's great. I love it. You know, cool. and she goes, well, sure, it can be great, except for like if one of them is much more athletic than the other one, then it's a really it, it, those kids have a really hard time in those families. And I, I basically just said, yeah, we're not that family. <laughs> like I was just yeah, like I, 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 saw, I really I was like puzzled by this concept. Yeah. I went, one kid's more athletic, and so then what? Now what? Yeah, how I does this that, work? That's yeah, that's not gonna be. That's the that's case. Not, yeah, you're not gonna have athletic. What's yeah. athleticism? Yeah, I was like, One, it, what if one's a better sharpshooter? Yeah. than the <laughs> other. Well, but I mean, I mean, not that our kids won't do any sports, but like it was just. No, I was but just you like, could yeah, insert, no, you could insert no. anything into that. Though. Oh, totally, you know I mean? exactly. But, like, but it's just, I guess, the bigger point of that yeah. of that response yeah. is. If I let that become a thing. Oh, totally. And, like, it does make me more mindful. It gives me the gift of being more mindful about how I want. It's like, you know, people being like, girls are, you know, girls are worse. They're way more abusive verbally to each other. I'm like, or I could tell my child to not be mean. (laughs) And that is why our children are exactly like us. Because they're perfect in every way. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Hal. And we're the hosts of We Got This. The show that offers definitive answers to dumb debates that you suggest. Every Wednesday, we discuss the hot-button topics you never knew you cared so much about. Like whether you should put ketchup on a hot dog. What's the best Star Wars movie? Whether it's better to be too hot or too cold. Coke or Pepsi? Best Marvel movie. Which is the best religion? I told you we're not doing that one. So join us every week on MaximumFun.org. And don't worry, everyone. We got this. We got this. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time, Teresa. Genius me. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's 
fucking genius. Well, I talked about on a recent episode that I was dealing with a lot of clutter, overwhelming clutter, and I haven't had time to, like, set aside the full, Mm -hmm. like, time needed to, like, really overhaul, but I have made some meaningful progress, um, including... Uh, organizing a bunch of books, getting some books out of there. And then the big one was we have this like art bin Mm. that is one bin, like one of those big stupid bins from Costco or whatever. And that's where all the art stuff was, like just all of it. And Simon was at this point where, or has been at this point where he just pull stuff out of there every day to mm-hmm. work on stuff and he's never done with anything nothing mm. is ever finished and so he would leave stuff out everywhere and not be done with it so I wasn't able to like throw things away right. or put things away to save because he's not done and so the best I could do was sometimes I would just sort of like shove them back in the art bin yeah. at a certain point and so over time the art bin has become this like overflowing disorganized mess that is not enjoyable to use and I don't really even know what's in there and neither does he and it's just been really bad and so over the weekend I was feeling like I needed to do something about it but I was thinking like what I really need is like a separate like area that's in sections right. so things can be really separated out like more than oh. one bin you know but I was like uh, container sort of and then I was like you know what I really don't want to spend money on this and I don't want to wait I want to do it right now like (laughs) I want to figure this out right now with what I have here I can do this yeah and what I did was I reorganized some of the other bins that were in the kitchen and was able to make another bin available and I made it the works in progress bin so not only did I clean out the other art bin and made it like actually usable so right. you can see what's in there and like where where everything is and you can see what we have yeah but then there's a separate bin that's works in progress and Simon knows what it is and knows where it is and they're right next to each other and so I've already put it to use just in the last like 48 hours yeah. he's already made a whole bunch more things oh that God. I can't throw away but I can just tuck them in the works in progress and they're just there and eventually you know he's not going to go back to them I can eventually clean throw that away, out yeah. or throw them away or whatever it's so much cleaner and it's so functional and it allows the kitchen to be easily cleaned up like that's the big one is like stuff doesn't have to just be sitting out where I'm wondering what's happening with it I have a place to put things when I need to put things away genius thank you that's really smart thank you that is good job I feel so much you should feel amazing thanks that's great so Ellis is as we all know we are two days a week at preschool yes uh all that's going well good last week I had my Tuesday uh, where Ellis was at preschool, and his school is right up from the big Rose Bowl uh, venue where mm-hmm. people play the footballs and they have the concerts. Uh, and it's got a walking track, a running mm-hmm. track around it that's three miles. And this is where you and I spent our very first days yeah. as friends before the show walking. And pretty much the last time we walked, yeah, bef- when we were like early pregnant, we were no, what? we were we were it was summer because it got too hot. Yeah, remember we stopped. were we were very pregnant and pregnant it was summer. Walking, that's in right, Pasadena, and we were like we can't do this we anymore. We have to get to a pool. Yeah, that was the last time I walked around the Rose yeah. Bowl. So that's like th- almost three years. Yeah, right. And yeah. I just said. I'm not going to let this time thing panic me of this, like, being a gone hour in my day. This hour isn't gone. It's important for me to have. I went 
out. I walked it. I did awesome. some running and ball. Yes. I listened to some music. I waved at people. I <laughs> smiled so at mothers good. with their baskets and stuff. It was great. I felt so good. So good. And uh, as my schedule allows me to do it, I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> and I just, it just was awesome. And I just didn't let myself feel guilty. I enjoyed it. I felt pumped. And that was it. That's it. I just gave myself this exercise walking time that I really needed, and it was great. Good and job. It's so dumb. It's just like, <laughs> oh, you did something nice for yourself. No, Here's it's a trophy. not dumb. It's, but it's so true. hard. But it is just, so hard. It's hard to do, yeah. and I did it. So there you go. Good job. Thank you. Hi, one bad mother. I wanted to leave a genius moment. So yesterday, my daughter, I, picked, I got off work early. I picked her up from school early, and I prepped. And usually, I'm a kitchen control freak, but I let my daughter help me make banana bread for her teachers, and it went well, because I didn't try to control everything. I let her do the things she could do, and it was fun for everybody, and nobody screamed, and nobody cried, and nothing got broken. And so we had a good day, and I felt like a genius. Thanks, one bad mother. You're doing a good job. Bye. That's great. And that, I could, that one just really like great. resonated with me as a massive control freak in all aspects of my life. Like how <laughs> the world just keeps going uh-huh. and how, in fact, you have a better time with your kids. I mean, it can't look. It can't be yeah. every time. Baby steps, everybody. It can't be like everything. Yeah. But like, that's so good. That's such, yeah. I know how to big deal that is for that woman. Yeah, it's big. It's big. It's big. Good job. Good job. Good job. Failures. You suck. Teresa, fail me. So, um, <laughs> like, I've been really good at not using a lot of bad swear words. But there are other things you can say that oh, are not good. things you necessarily want your kids repeating. <laughs> and when I get, like, really, I really want to say swear words, I I sometimes say mother of God, like, like stuff like that, um, and I, the occasional "Oh my God!" Oh yeah! Oh my God! Yeah. Like that. Let's divide and conquer. Oscar, my mm-hmm. two-year-old, mm-hmm. he says "Oh my God," and he says it exactly nice. the way I say it. So well it, everyone done. knows that it's me because he goes like, he says it almost <laughs> He's like a joke, just like oh, you. He goes, "Oh my! Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh my God!" <laughs> Like that. It's so fucking funny and embarrassing. And then Simon doesn't understand the mother of God thing, but that's the one he's latched on to. And so he'll just go like, mother. Like that. Or he'll say to me, you're a mother. Uh, It's not ideal. No, no. So I need to start saying like, Jiminy peaches crickets. Peaches and cream. Yeah, or peaches and cream. Peaches and cream. Peaches and herb. Uh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nicely done. Yeah. I think it goes back and proves our last two shows. I think so. In its entirety. <laughs> uh, so when Katie Bell was around, yeah, around two years old, I introduced iPad time to her. Mm-hmm. Right? And it was like the little time yep. where she gets iPad before dinner. Yep. It's never been a big deal. It's always been great. Yeah. I have introduced iPad time to Ellis. Uh-huh. Uh, he's a natural, just okay. like his sister is. Right. 
It's all very intuitive. It's all very intuitive for them. I don't know why my parents don't want to touch one. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, he's has a little bit more of an emotional Uh issue Uh, all day, the last like three days. Ellis, iPad time. iPad time for Ellis. No, we have it right before dinner. You get it right before dinner. Ellis, iPad time. Uh, Time for dinner. Time for dinner. Time for dinner. I'm just like, this is a problem. And uh, it's a great, it winds up being great in terms of me constantly working on my yeah. skills of not giving in to a screaming Ooh, two-year-old. Oh, look at the spin you're putting I know, on you this like this one. And Very teaching nice. Ellis that he can't always get what he wants, but it's a long fucking day, everybody. Oh, yeah. Ellis iPad, Ellis iPad, iPad, oh, play, play monkey lunchbox. It's like, <laughs> it's the worst. Mm. <laughs> Hi, one bad mother. I have a fail. Um, I thought that I could multitask by putting the one-year-old in the bath and then um, sitting in the bathroom and doing my six-year-old reading with her for her homework. Mm-hmm. And in that tiny time that it took that I wasn't watching the one-year-old and I was reading with the six-year-old, the one-year-old took a huge dump <laughs> in the bath. Oh. And, um, my six-year-old thought it was hilarious, so at least there's that. But... Um, I just finished up cleaning up some poop. I love your show. Thanks for everything. Bye. Uh, yeah, everybody's shaking their heads right now. Yep. It, there's so much poop in the tub, guys. There yeah. should just be one parenting book that is just called Your Child Will Poop in the Tub. And then it just says that on every page. Every page. Poop in the tub. Poop in the tub. Your child's going to poop in the tub. When your child is 18 months, they're going to poop in the tub. When your child is one years old, yeah. they're going to poop in the one to two year old time. Yeah. There's going to be poop in the tub. <laughs> but I, because I, we have kids basically the same age yeah. as this caller, yeah. I have been there where I'm like working on something with Katie Bell, but my eyeballs just like, I'll hear Ellis say yeah. like something. Yeah. And I'm like, do you have poop in the tub? Is there poop in the tub? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love how, I love the idea that it feels like, oh, it feels like it feels genius. like the poop was a result of her not paying attention because <laughs> she was busy reading with her other child, which we all know isn't true, no, but it still not. feels, feels that like way. it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're a horrible mother for trying to do everything for your children all at once. Oh, oh well. <laughs> you are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love you, I love you. Teresa. Yes. Let's call a mom. Great. Woo! This week, we are calling Barry Hardiman, who is NPR's Weekend Edition book editor. And for many people, uh, they may know her from being a regular on Pop Culture Happy Hour. Welcome to the show, Barry. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm so flattered. Well, we are super excited. Uh, we, before we get into, I think, some of the more exciting elements of our conversation today, mm. I want to ask you something we always ask our guests, and that is, mm-hmm. who lives in your house? So, who lives in my house? My, uh, my husband, Steve. He's the person with whom I procreated twice. Twice. The, uh, twice. That's good record. <laughs> Yeah, totally. Kind of a record, yeah. So we have two boys. So I have an almost five-year-old that lives with me and an almost two-year-old that also lives here. So it's the four of us and our various anxiety disorders. (laughs) Um, You know, we're Jews. Yeah, nice. Nailed it. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, yeah, you're in the sweet spot. I got a six and a two-year-old. Teresa has a four and a two-year-old. I mean, we're all oh, yeah. living. We're the all in the zone. Parenting zone. Yeah, the dream. Guys, I just discovered drop-off playdates. Do you know about these yet? Okay, that, you are living in some weird yeah, self-culture no. of the universe where people, no. and I am the, I have said proudly on the show that I am happy once Katie Bell, my oldest, hit like five, huh. I was like, yeah. I, w- I would tell parents. You may Bring drop your, your child off. Yeah. I'm okay. You yeah. can only leave him here for two hours max, but right. I'm all right with it. Uh, no one has ever offered that to me, which makes me, <laughs> God, makes me wonder. Closer. I know. I'm like, what's Katie Bell doing? Is she going through their silverware when she goes over to somebody's house? But yeah, that I just assume they find me so charming they don't want me to leave. It's me. Oh, that's definitely oh, that's the problem. <laughs> but I mean, wouldn't you rather, like, I'd so much rather take care of, some, like, have awkward conversation with a five or six-year-old yeah. than with a mom that I barely know. Right. Yeah. So, you know, anyway, I just discovered it. So being in the same sweet spot, I just got to highly recommend it. It's oh, pretty it's, right. awesome. I'm going to try. One, you know. well, yeah, maybe you should try. try. I, See what happens. I, well, actually, Katie uh, yeah. Bell gets excited when we have people over because that's when I'm like, otter pops for everybody. <laughs> yeah, totally. No, Hank's the same way. I I, I really, yeah, we're, we're very inconsistent on it. If there's like another person around, I'm just like sugar queen. I'm like, come on, cars a pan. That's right. Yeah. I'm the cool mom, guys. <laughs> yep. <laughs> totally. Working uh, hard on it. Well, okay. Well, let's actually, that leads nicely to the other question we ask our guest, which is, what did you assume being a parent was going to be like? The whole, any any element of the experience you've had so far and uh, versus or just like uh, you you got? This is, this is terrible, but I, <laughs> oh God. I really thought because my experience of my own childhood was that I was just you know, I, I actually was thinking about this driving home today. I was like, so my mom got stuck in a blizzard with me once. And <laughs> she must have thought the same thing that I thought when I was like looking longingly out the window. And I and I had this experience where I really was like, you know, I had this great relationship with my mom. I was like sitting around reading with her all the time, like playing by myself. So I sort of thought I was going to read idyllically in like a pair of mm. like faux Sherling something, Sherling, whatever. <laughs> and, um, you know, the children were going to go do their own thing and were occasionally going to sort of weigh in on what was happening. I had no idea that it was going to be such an active experience with everybody. Like I had no idea that I was going to have to be like, um... Yeah, okay. I'll be the queen of the whole punch driver. Like I didn't I just didn't know that I was going to have to engage so much with them on a daily like beyond like the how is your day thing. It's like it is such an active experience. Yeah. I really I really, you know, the baby in a weird way who's not really a baby too, but you know, it's sort of easier because it's just like I mostly engage with like what's coming out of his butt. Right, right. And you know, because I can't understand a goddamn word he says. So, you know, I'm just like, that's great, blah, 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 blah. You know, but, so, but God, I mean, Hank is intense, dude. Mom, what's the metaphor? And it's like, oh, oh yeah. well, there goes my reading time. Oh, yeah. I, I, no way. Can't do that. You're right. And then four hours pass, and they're not even yep. listening to you anymore. They've gone no, on. and then, like, they're, they're like, on some non-sequitur that has to do with, like, chocolate two-bite brownies. Right. And you're, like, still, like, in Tolstoy's time. <laughs> you know, and, it's like, and I can't, I just didn't realize that it was going to be, I thought it was going to be a lot more sort of 
just existing around mm. people you love. I didn't realize <laughs> it was an intellectually active experience. Yeah. And, Every um, time you say active experience, I hear myself yeah. in my head saying relentless. Yeah. I hear yes. yeah, or or for yeah. me more. Yeah. Yeah. It's more. Yeah. I should talk yeah. Maybe tomorrow I'll explain euphemism. Kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say you're putting quite the positive spin on yeah. that. Um you one of the first things I kind of came across in uh for you was a an article that you wrote for NPR's uh, special series, The Baby Project, where you actually wrote an article labeled "I Loved Having a C-Section." I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure the whole internet probably broke the moment that <laughs> came out. But in it, you talk about uh, I, you and I. I think are a little similar. I used to compare my what I wanted my birth story to be, which was like running down like a gazelle through the hospital hallway and they just shoot me with tranks and just put everything to sleep. I mean, I was like so pro-medicine and like Teresa and I have had many conversations. One of the odd things that we try and prove on this show is that you can have two different opinions on parenting and still enjoy each other's company. Uh, It's weird. It's weird, but we've managed to survive uh, three years so far. Uh, Teresa was like not not that. Yeah. yeah Teresa, yeah. you I will even let you yeah. describe your your what well, you like doing. What I'm, you like doing. What I'm you like to do. I'm just still laughing about the gaz- you getting <laughs> like shot a like a gazelle. I am. I am. Um, <laughs> no, I just I wanted to have an unmedicated, uh, you know, intervention free right. birth. Yeah. That's, and that's we, all. I mean, we both wound up having kids. Yeah. We both right, we and both they're have. fine, <laughs> yeah. and that's yeah. fine, and you and you like each other. Yeah, yeah. we like and each other. Yeah. So, but yeah. like, I am quite literally sure I've never heard anybody say. I love my C-section. Like I can't wait to have one. And did. and then I had two by the way. I love the second one. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, you know, it's so I want to talk a little bit about what did the internet do? You know, I have to tell you, I actually had I thought I think so that was about 5 years yeah. ago and I think, you know, I actually think that the mommy wars if to use a, an awful phrase that I wish I hadn't just, used. Just so you know, we uh, personally on the show stand behind the fact that that doesn't exist. But you're welcome. It doesn't exist. Yeah, I mean, we, we say it well, on the so show then, ourselves. Well, actually, but, let me yeah. think of a better way to say it because I don't even... I, it's hard. I, I, it's I, hard. The internet hadn't become... Uh, I mean, it, it was, you know, there was definitely... There was, you know, there were comment trolls and whatever. But I, I just, I feel like there weren't... I, right. I didn't get... I think if I'd published it now... I think I, there would have been more reaction. Okay. Um, and so as a result, like, you know, I mean, there were uh, there were a lot of people that were, you know, that were upset by it and kind of didn't read the point I was making, which is that I will, I really will fight to the death for your right to have a home birth. I just don't want one. Right. You know, I mean, I really will. Like, I, you know, I, my thing is that about motherhood in general is that you observe yourself doing it. You sort of find out where your groove is, and then you pursue that groove. And your your role as a friend to other mothers is to help them pursue their groove. So, right. I mean, I will totally clean out your birthing tub. I will do that. <laughs> I'm not, I will, you know, I will tackle a doctor that's trying to get you an epidural. Um, right. But I want an extra one. Like I wanted an epidural yeah. like, the minute I was told I was pregnant. <laughs> I just took like four Advil for fun. Right, right. That's my deal. You know, I've been like that since I was 16. I remember, like, literally, I used to collect Sudafed because I thought they were cute. Right. I'm not kidding. They're like your Shopkins. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, so you know, so I think a lot of people did hear what I was trying to say, which was 
let's, you know, let's be kind to people on, on both ends of the spectrum, especially if you're at the outer edge, because it's a scary experience. And it is, you know, I happen to have a breech baby and I will cop to being totally relieved that I had a breech baby. <laughs> and by the way, I had two breech babies, which I think means I have like a heart shaped uterus or something. Um, that sounds romantic. know. They were trying to call, crawl to my heart. Um, but I do think that, you know, there's a real, uh, I, I, I think that, um, you know, the, the, that kind of the jumping on of, you know, the jumping on of, for instance, the I loved my C-section. Well, C-sections are dangerous, you know. Right. The, the, that, that for some reason, the culture, or at least the culture on the NPR internet, which is a very small place of <laughs> everything. I mean, the NPR internet, it's like a fingernail of, you know, like people. So, you know, it was actually, was pretty chill. Now, every now and then I get someone will write me, will read it, and then write me all the statistics of how dangerous these sections are. And, yeah, it's, you know, it's really fine. Yeah, but like, here's what's interesting. There was a line in your article that I, I really liked was uh, you were talking about some of the responses people had given you when you went on to some message boards about being breached. You were like looking for some mm-hmm. support and just some like, you know, what do people do? What, you know, that kind of very innocent right. enough. And then People were dicks. And and then your the line was something to the effect of, you know, like worse than just people trying to make me feel bad. People were just so mad. We were all like so yeah. mad. And I feel like we've yeah. on the show talked a lot about judging and we've talked a lot about guilt. We talked a lot of, a lot about that, but I don't think we've ever touched on the anger that yeah. is behind some of this stuff. And that's exactly what it is. And I wonder like, mm-hmm. where does this anger come from so i yeah i mean i've thought a lot about that and i didn't understand it at the time yeah but i think a lot of experiences that i've had since then mm. particularly you know here's another okay hang on to your hats ladies particularly <laughs> around the subject of breastfeeding <laughs> what um, no what know, controversy there's breastfeeding apparently so um i really you know i feel like that at the time, I sort of didn't understand where that was coming from. And now I really, I, I do realize that if, you know, if you see somebody doing something that you have actively decided not to do, whether it's mm. have a C-section, f- feed your baby the formula poison, which I, for the record, did for a long time with oh, both I my children. Loved it. Um, I loved it. My children co- are full of poison. <laughs> and otter pops. The yeah. poison, yeah. But I, you know, and by the way, this is like, I talk a good game about this, but you know, when I lived in Los Angeles, I lived in Los Angeles for two years and I just moved back and I had my second baby there and I will cop to the fact that I almost never went to mommy and me groups because I was ashamed that I was going to have to pull out a bottle, which is an mm. off, I mean, can you, and like, I am like a, I'm like a stomping around feminist, you know, right. like I'll do whatever. And I still was like, I actually don't have the emotional wherewithal to have somebody judge my choice in front of me. Cause I'm like, I just have too many hormones. I'm like yeah. bleeding out of my hoo-ha. Like I can't have a person say something to me cause I'll just like start bleeding out of my eyes. And, um, and you know, now that would be fine. But so well, I, I just want like real quick, I just want to, sorry, I'm going to interrupt real quick because I, I, yeah. I'm about to do one of those things that I know nothing about. When you have a yeah. C-section, does that lead to having more difficulty with breastfeeding? I feel like I, that is a thing. Am so, I crazy? No, or this is the thing about it. It does sometimes. People say, I don't think it does. I mean, I, I don't know. You know. My first baby, it was like, they told me that he, they, they were surprised that a C, both my children gained weight nursing in yeah. the hospital. 
Um, so I think it doesn't, I don't think it matters. I think it can be a problem, but I have so a this feeling was, it probably so the, so it the, would be if it was going to be anyway. Yeah. Know? So this was just like, fuck this. I'm also giving my kids formula. I just wanted to make sure right. there wasn't like a, like deeper thing of, no, because no, no, I no, did no. both and with my kids. Yeah. For short, for a short period of time and then found that I am a better mother. Yeah. <laughs> well, I yeah. mean, you know, for various reasons for both of them, when I, you know, so I nursed them for like, you know, each of them for about three months and then was thrilled. Yeah thrilled to give them a bottle. <laughs> um, beyond, I mean, I'd still, I'll give them a bottle now. I don't care. I love it. I would like, there's like, I still got that great alimentum in my, in my uh, freezer. I love it. Um, so I think it's the thing of, if you see a person doing a thing that you're not doing, it feels like there's something about that choice that feels like it's yelling at you yeah. saying you're screwing up. And there isn't, I mean, you know how we do this thing where we're just like, well, in France, they do it like this and they all love it. It's so great. Right. Like, well, the thing is, is that in France and God bless, I mean, just we, Charlie and all that stuff, totally love France. But here's the thing, like they just don't actually have a wide variety of opinion about how to raise children. That is actually a thing that's amazing about the United States. Like it's so terrific that I can be, you know, friends with a person who is co-sleeping and, mm-hmm. you know, nursing till 12 and whatever. And that's my thing in society. And, you know, there's definitely people who will support her in those choices. And that I can, you know, have my stomach cut open and like formula feed and, <laughs> you know, like refuse to allow my children in bed with me. You know, like right. those kinds of things. Like, it's great that we have that diversity of opinion, but we haven't actually learned to be comfortable within mm. that diversity yet. There's something about... And it's because there's no, I mean, this is so, I'm so sorry to be the person that says, but there's no more important job. And it feels like if someone makes a different choice, it takes a different path, it feels like they're yelling at you, even well, if that, they're no, not. It well, feels they, like they're they are yelling. I mean, I'm not they. I like to talk about the larger they. I love the yeah. larger they. But yeah. this, I think it's going to tie in a little bit to what I also wanted to ask you as, as, as an editor, mm-hmm. in particular as a book editor. There is... We are getting yelled at sometimes, usually not yeah. by each other, but yeah. the all the links, all the books, all the—I mean, I am mm-hmm. not joking, and everybody who listens to the show has heard me a million times say, if that article says 10 things you are, just stop it. Just the moment it yeah. says there are yeah, things you're that you're doing— don't read it, even if it's supposed to be telling you something great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they're right. they're, they're sucking you in yeah. with right. something Peel horrible. Yeah. Right. Like, it, yeah. uh, so, like, have you, as you know, in your time as editor and as book editor, I have to assume you right. get lots of, it's not just all fiction that you're doing. It's, you know, I, no. I, I well, hear this. Leonard Sachs. Yeah, you know, that was just this weekend was the Leonard Sachs book, uh, where yeah. actually uh, Steph and my husband was like walking through, and I hadn't, I wasn't listening to NPR, and he goes, "Oh, that guy is just yelling at me." What? Yeah. <laughs> he, and know? he is. So we did a segment. So we did actually did two parenting segments this past weekend. Um, one with Leonard Sachs, who has like a degree of certitude that is astounding. Yeah. For, uh, I think, for any person. I mean, and I'm not saying that, like, he may be given good advice, and I there's some of it that I filed away. You know, I, right. I, I cannot imagine having teenagers right now. Right. Um, but, and I certainly am not taking the iPad away from a five-year-old. Right. But um, I'm not crazy. <laughs> but, you know, I do think, you know, his degree of certitude, certitude about what's right is incredible. But what was so interesting is we also did this other parenting segment, which was a follow to a, a segment we had done about, you know, what do you do when you're reading books with problematic material? Mm. Often that material could be 
you know, good old fashioned and like seriously old fashioned racism, like yeah. you're reading Little House on the Prairie, right. or it's just difficult material, like, you know, My First Concentration Camp or whatever. I don't have that book, but I don't know <laughs> that it exists, but you know, something like, like, it's right. just like, here's a thing. So we had that, we had that conversation. Mm-hmm. It's a good conversation, and, um, actually. <laughs> and, and, and so the, what was interesting is the guest we had on for that, who was just such a lovely person. I mean, this is a person who could not, he just like was not going to yell at you is he said, you know, everybody gets to make, he's like, I'm not in the business of telling people what to do. What my deal is that I tell you to collect your resources, do your homework, pick and choose, and then decide how you want to handle it. Right. And it was so, it was just so, it was so different than the tone from the Leonard Sachs (laughs) and who was willing to say, Hey, it's a marathon, not a sprint. You know, you're not going to, you know, his thing was you're not going to break your kid. If you're not ready to have a discussion about race, if you feel that you screwed up a discussion about race, you get to have that discussion for the rest of your life for the next 17 years with your child. So, you know, I mean, we do, I, those are the kind of people that I really like to put on the air. I love putting someone on the air who is going to say, Hey, here's some ideas about parenting. You might want to listen to these. And if not, then you're probably still doing okay. You know, your kid is either going to end up in therapy or not. Right. You know, like, <laughs> Regardless of what book. Yeah. That. Right. Exactly. But every now and then, you know, a book is hot. The Leonard Tax book is hot right now. And, you know, I felt like our host did a pretty good job pushing back on that stuff. And there's some worthwhile ideas in it. But it does make me feel I have some discomfort with it because, you know, I do think I, I, I don't I just I think the minute you make a parent feel bad, they mm. are more likely to make a decision that is not authentic and therefore is maybe not as good a decision as the one they would have made had they not been, you know, terribly judged for it. Right. Prejudged. Right. It, you know? Yeah. Just it is. It just sets us up. You go to these right. resources for help, and yet yeah. you're somehow still being set up to feel like you are making a bad choice, which is really helpful. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 you know, the other thing, I mean, this is why I really, you know, God, if you get, if you succumb to the judginess, it takes, mm. and I'm not being, you know, it really takes the fun out of it because it's so, don't you guys feel like it's really fun to observe your own reactions about parenting. Well, we do it every no, week. Do. Pretty, much we do every week. <laughs> pretty much the takeaway of this show every week is, hey, look at that. That's, that was a thing I did. I, I adore, like, exactly. Like, I adored being like, wow, I did not know that I was going to feel so strongly about, you know, that weird doll, you know? I didn't know that I wasn't going to, that I, you know, was going to sort of feel you know, that I wasn't going to, I thought I was going to be kind of a freak about baby proofing and I'm really not, you know, that was sort of, that was interesting. That <laughs> gotta actually, learn, like, baby, you know, gotta learn. Been walking right, exactly. Like, you know, it's just, I'm fascinated to observe myself. And if you aren't given a chance to observe right. yourself, then you are not, oh my God, I'm about to say growing as a person, but you're not. Well, and then your child can't either. Yeah, so well, it's just no fun. Well, otherwise. the real secret, I think one of the real secrets to what you're saying is one that we've discovered here many times. And that is, mm-hmm. as first judged as you think the world is judging you, uh, actually no one really gives a shit about you no. as a parent. Oh, no. no one no, cares no. what no. you're doing. And nobody's choices yeah. are actually at you. Yeah, and no one's choices yeah. are actually at you. Yeah. And so, you know what, once you just like say, because uh, it's very sad, because it's like you could say that in two ways. One, no one really gives a shit about you as a yeah. parent, which is very sad. Yeah. It's why we get so frustrated that no one's paying attention to the amazing right, thing right. we just did, and it's really hard, right. and totally it's horrible. Life. What's your problem? Right, yeah, yeah. why is, the, pay attention to me, I deserve money. Right. But the other side of that is, oh, 
No one actually gives a yeah. shit. I should just do I should what just works for do me. What works for me and my family, <laughs> yeah. and and go on. Barry, thank you so much for joining us. This has been super delightful. So <laughs> like, I really enjoyed observing myself in this conversation. Well, you, we we observed you nailing it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it sounds like you're doing a fucking great job. So good job. Yeah. And thank uh, you. I want to say yeah. like, shout out to my youngest who is still sleeping for something. I know. Yes. You should go immediately yes. start a project that takes more time than you're actually going to get. Yeah. You should go yeah. do that like totally. right now. Just get it's started like on that. It's time to untangle yeah. like a hopeless necklace. Yeah. 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 Do, do something that. like that. Start a <laughs> Binge, binge a series real quick because I'm sure that's what's yeah, going to happen. Yeah. Here I come, War and Peace. That's, that's right. Yeah, go, go Thank relax. Thank you, ladies. You are so delightful. You are doing, you know, the universe's work. I think it's awesome what you do, really. <laughs> well, thank I was you. trying not to say God's work, but like, eh, what I mean. God, well, like, we'll whatever. do anybody's work. As long as somebody says we're doing a good job, it's fine. Uh, all right, well, thank you so much, and I hope we get to thank talk you. again soon. I hope so too. Thanks so much. All right. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. You make me sing. La la la. You make a girl go. I'm in love. Love. Did you see that shooting start? That was so much fun. Yeah, I, I love her. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I'm sad that she doesn't live in LA anymore. No, I'm like she says the things. The, you yeah. know, that I'm, well, that we're saying here too, but she yes. says them hilariously. I yeah. love it. Yeah. That was, that was just like, it's just refreshing yes. to hear it. And I just really enjoyed her. Yeah. I just thought she was a good time. Yeah. I wish she was, I just was like, literally when she said the the line, the title of her thing, I had a C-section and I loved it or whatever. Yeah. I was like, I want to be best friends. Uh-huh. This is so clearly somebody I want to be friends with. Yeah. You know who I also want to be friends with is... Any mom who's willing to call us and have a breakdown yeah. on our show oh, yeah. or just a little rant. Sure. Hi, Liz and Teresa. I guess this is kind of a rant, but not a super upset one. But anyways, <laughs> I'm sitting here on a Friday night. My husband had to work very late. He won't be home until I don't know when um, because of storms in the area. He works for a power company. So I'm here making the most of some me time. And I decided, let's pick out some outfits. I have some kids' birthday parties to go to, (laughs) some baby showers. I'm always kind of rushing in the morning before work. And I'm one of those idiot moms who wants to try to look good. But we all know that's, I don't know, impossible or, or whatever it is with the extremely limited time we have with our kids. So I have clothes strewn about my bed. Not one outfit has seemed to work out for this birthday party tomorrow. It's at a park. We're in Florida. It's going to be chilly for Florida, which is like the upper 60s. (laughs) I don't know what to wear. Active mom wear. I'm going to have a kid. I'm going to have to deal with the kid. But you know what? I also want to be a person, and I want to look cute. So I don't know. I I feel like I'm fucked. I feel like I either go the route of leggings and and a T-shirt and sneakers, which whatever, that's fine, or I get all prissed up and and cute, but then I can't even freaking take care of my kid properly because I can't either bend down right or or stretch my arms or I'm doing back eye in a little coat or something. I don't know. (laughs) Anyways, I'm just sitting here feeling like this should not be impossible. This should be super easy. And I'm like an hour into this. Clothes are everywhere. And I just feel lost. Anyways, thank you guys for everything you do. You have uh, been keeping me company on this night alone. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. 
That is the, yeah. those are some true words there. I, it's weird how much you have to almost like start over with clothes because yeah. you need so many more of those outfits that are both, both cute and you can be active in them and it's not like catastrophic to get like food on it because you and can just throw hard, it in the washer. But, it, like, but it's hard to go spend money no, no. on something you know oh, totally. that you're just going to just get gross. But or, just, or that your body is still changing, changing. and like you don't know what size to get right. or yeah, I know. All of it. It's very confusing. It's very confusing because yeah. you're right. There's like, especially if you are a person who was very into style and fashion yeah. before the kids and love the heels or love the skirts or love the whatever, mm-hmm. you know, love things that you take to the dry cleaners. Mm-hmm. Like you, like that, that world. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I miss that world so much. Uh, <laughs> well, but that's the other thing is that just because it's a kids party doesn't, doesn't mean, mean you don't want to like look cute that day. That's you know right. what I mean? Like you're st- that's that's kind of like now our lives in yeah. a way. So like it's also true that because <laughs> I I fall into this trap of being like oh it's just a stupid kids party. Right. And it's like but then when do I make myself look cute? Like that's when right. do I like go to the trouble? Like right. what am I? Which, which day does that happen? Right. I yeah. don't know. I, like I, I might as either. well just try to do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I actually now think that every time anybody goes to kids' parties, I think we should just start a photo series of us at kids' parties mm-hmm. dressed the fuck up. Yes. I mean, just like yes. whatever is your favorite ensemble, yeah. it's just you. I actually now want yeah. that to be a true photo series where photographers yeah. just take pictures of like moms like at toddler parties yeah. just looking their best. Just looking best. amazing. But simultaneously, the vibe should definitely feel like you're at a kids' party. Yeah. Right? Like, so like something, somebody's crying. You know what? This There's is, this on is your like shoe. funny to us, but like we live in LA and we like a make... few miles west of here, that is like what's probably well, expected. True. And you're right. And of they, moms at like that is true. There are... which also kind of simultaneously grosses me out. You well, know so what those I mean? people should go. If you live already in a culture where you are dressed to the fucking nines for your kids' party, uh, your your challenge is to go as comfortable as possible. Uh-huh. Go the opposite. There Just get go. out of bed. Just get out of bed and go. Yeah. Oh, Does, so maybe it's like wear what you want to wear. Wear what you regardless. want to wear. Yeah, like, regardless. Wear what you want to wear. Yeah, that actually makes yeah. more sense than that whole like <laughs> thing I just presented, which seems really dichotomous to like everybody <laughs> leaving their house and wanting to pick out clothes. Biz continues to grow on the show. Uh, when I only have a two-year-old and a six-year-old to talk to most days, sometimes I never know what's going to come out of my mouth on the show. You're doing a good job. Yeah, you are. I hope you stopped looking at clothes and wound up just going out and watching something amazing on TV at some point in time. Yeah. You're doing so great. And you probably looked great. You looked great regardless. Yeah. You know that for a fact. You yeah. did. You just were on it. Yeah. Teresa, yes. What did we learn this week? This turned out to be a growing show a little bit, kind didn't of, yeah. it? Yeah. Ooh. We learned that we may be going into parenting with some really unhealthy <laughs> expectations of what our children should be like yep. at any age. Yeah. Good job, us. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's anything else to add to that. I don't think so either. Yeah. We're, we're going to work on it. We're going to work on it. We're going to try to at least be aware of it. That's right. When the element of surprise <laughs> hits us, to not panic yeah. or yell at somebody, <laughs> including ourselves. We also learn. Well, I don't know. I feel like the same message came through with our conversation with Barry. I, I just thought mm-hmm. this whole idea of like this preconceived idea like, I really liked what she was saying about what she thought parenting was going to be like. Yeah. And that it was like, I thought I was just going to be hanging out with people yeah. who I loved. Yeah. 
as opposed to the like unsurmountable amount of work that we find ourselves in every day. Yeah. Getting up, doing it, going to bed, <laughs> getting up and doing it again. <laughs> sometimes dressed to the nines, sometimes dressed in sweatpants. It's whatever we can do. You're doing the best you can, everybody. Yeah. That's all we can ask of ourselves. That is true. Right? I mean, quite literally. Yes. And I don't I don't mean that flippantly. No, that is true. All we can do is the best we can. And each day, that's going to be different. Yep. And that's okay. Yes. Like, I, and it's always okay. It's always okay. Yeah. And as, I, as we have said on the show before, not only is each day different, but we could change our mind about how we're doing it mm-hmm. every day. Sure. Right? Like, there, don't beat yourself up about... You know, maybe how you were pointing things out differently to your kids. Mm -hmm. Lord knows I have. Mm -hmm. Hilariously thinking I'm having a conversation with Stefan. And they're right in the room. Yeah. They can hear us now. Right. Yeah. (laughs) What? Uh, So so I can change that and not hate myself for the previous horrible mistakes that I made. Mm -hmm. Instead, call it growing. Call it what it is. Yes. So everybody, you guys are really doing a very, very good job. Yeah, you are. Seriously. Yes. And you are nothing like your sibling or parents, and that is okay. <laughs> Sometimes I think you need to hear that. <laughs> I do believe, I, there have been a couple of posts recently in uh-huh. the private Facebook group uh-huh. uh, just about people's parents uh-huh. really not being the best. Uh-huh. True. And yeah. that is a really h- tough place to be in. It is, yeah. And... I think spinning the, are we a reflection of, we need to spin that sometimes and be like, it is okay that I am not a reflection of the family that I came from. Yes. You know what I mean? Like pull the things that you liked and it's okay to like some things. Yeah. But it's also okay to be like, that's actually not, I'm not that, I I don't have to be that way and I'm not that way. Yes. So you really are doing a, a great job, everybody. Teresa, you are doing a really good job and I love that our choices are different. Me too. Cool. <laughs> just in general, about everything. Yeah. Yeah. I just like it. Yeah. Well, you know, though, if you take two people, yeah. they're going to be different. What? And they're going to seem like polar opposites <laughs> compared to each other. Especially when you put them in a tiny period hut yep. once a week, and they assume that they're the only two people in the world going through this experience. Yeah, pretty much. Strange. Uh, Biz, you're doing a really great job. Thank you. We will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. You know that right. We'd like to thank Max Bunn, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about theshin.org slash One Bad Mother. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. Do you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show? Then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. Well, Daddy, baby, bustin' by, got low down mama blue. Oh, said 
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.